0: Hello, welcome to God Day, and may you have a God Day. Praise God, not just a good day, but a God Day, because there is nothing good, actually, without God. So let's invite him into the middle of the day today. Lord, we welcome you, We we need you, Lord. Please fill our day with your glory, in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And today I want to share with you about miracles and voids. And uh, we want to talk about how God works in our life, how he works miracles and changes in our life. And uh, I believe the, way, the place to start is the very first miracle, as it were, which is creation. Because it, it gives us a blueprint for how God works. Genesis 1.1, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so it's interesting that, that God, Elohim here, is, is in a plural word. That's a hint that He is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's interesting the triune God created a triune universe, because in, in the beginning marks the start of time. He created time. And when it talks about him creating the heaven, that means he created space and uh, also he created the earth so that he also created physical matter. So we have and we live in a space-time matter universe. It's a triune universe. You can't have space without time and matter. They all interdependent, and in the same way God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, interdependent, yet one God, and that's reflected in that triune universe. Uh, But then we have a mysterious verse, verse 2, and it says that the earth was without form, and that, that means tohu, that's the Hebrew word tohu, which means disordered, chaotic, and void. This word void is bohu, which means empty, in particular, empty of life. So it's tohu va bohu, formless and void. Um, uh, And it needed, needed to be formed and it needed to be filled. It needed to be structured so that it can support life and then it needed to be filled with life. And then it says also that darkness was on the face of the deep. So the earth was initially an unstructured, disordered chaos, empty of life, and unenergized, no light. And, and why do you think God did that? Well, one reason I think may be that he wanted to teach us a spiritual lesson about how God works, generally in our life. Because this formless, void, darkness, is actually a picture of our lives without God. And, and so, even if we're born again, there may be parts of our life that fit that description, formless and void, messed up, and without the life of God in it, without the light of God in it. And so, uh, we see the same phrase, the same concepts in Isaiah 45 verse 18, where it says, "'Thus says the Lord who created the heavens, God Himself who formed the earth and made it, He has established it, He created it not in vain, which means not of tohu, not without form. He formed it to be inhabited. In other words, not to be bohu, not to be empty. I am the Lord and there is none else. So the final state and God's plan and God's purpose was not disorder and emptiness. It started that way, but then God formed it and he filled it. Praise God. And that's what he wants to do in our life where we are disordered because of sin. He wants to to form us with his word and he wants to fill us with his life. Hallelujah. That's God's plan. And how did he do that? He did it with his word, didn't he? In the six days of creation, God said and he just kept saying and he just kept saying. And that's how God works in your life. Number one, through his word. He speaks his word and it was and as he spoke he formed the earth and then he filled the earth praise God and he, through his word he forms character in you he forms structure in you he forms he brings order out of chaos and then he also fills you with his spirit he fills you with his life that's what god wants to do and it's all pictured in the creation week well See what God did next. God worked a miracle, it said, and the Spirit of God moved. And, and literally, this is hovered, oscillated uh, upon the face of the waters. Here's a picture of great potential energy ready to be released. Um, and, God, and then God said, and it's His Word that released that energy. God said, let there be light. And there was light And so I want you to notice that God did this miracle by um, his word. And as he spoke his word, so the spirit of God, the power of God was released and the light was created. By the way, this is a picture of when you were born again. You know, you were covered in darkness spiritually, you were in the kingdom of darkness. And God spoke his word through the gospel. And he said, let there be light. And he called us out of darkness into the light. He spoke his word of light. And when we accepted that word, the spirit of God moved. And he changed our spirit from darkness to light. We were born again. Praise God. Let there be light. And it says that, that as we share the gospel, we, the light of the glory of God in Jesus Christ shines forth. Hallelujah. Um, and uh, He does that. That's the greatest miracle of all, of course, is the new birth. But how does God work a miracle generally? First of all, He does it, as we've been saying, by His Word and by His Spirit. As the Word is spoken, the Spirit of God is released, and that's why the Word of God is so precious to us. The Word of God can was authored by the Spirit of God, the Word and the Spirit agree, and so every Word of God has the power of the Spirit within it. His Word is living and active, then any two-edged sword. It lives and abides forever. And so when we receive the Word of God into our heart, that is the power for our miracle, and that Word of God is able to work a wondrous change in us and bring us from death to life. Praise God. And so he does it through. And as we receive his word, the power of the spirit is released because the word and the spirit work together and the darkness in our life is changed to light. So that's the first key, of course. God speaks his word and the spirit brings it to pass. And God continued to work this same way for six days. And uh, and he, this is how he works in your life, through his word and through his spirit. But today I want to particularly emphasize a second key that's just as crucial, the presence of a receptive void into which God speaks. Um, so the first key is God's word and spirit. The second key is a void, which is a vital connection for receiving a miracle. If we think of it in terms of sperm and an egg, the sperm is like the Word, but if there is no egg to receive that sperm, the miracle of life does not happen. And so there needs to be a certain condition in our heart to receive God's Word for there to be this miracle. And I'm calling that the void, because remember, it says that the earth was formless and void. It was empty, but that but there, that was a precondition for God to do something amazing. So a void actually corresponds to an empty place in your heart or your life that God has created or has allowed to develop something in you where you know you need God. You see, if there is no void in you, if you are self-satisfied, if you think you don't need anything from anyone, you don't need anything from God, you're fine. You will certainly not see the God work in your life because there's no place in you that's available for God to speak. You're, you're not hungry and thirsty. You, you are self-satisfied. So you, sometimes God works in our life that we have this void, we know we need God. That's an essential precondition for that miracle. And, and then, so a void in a way is, is a need or a lack that God wants to, to fill with himself. So as he works in your life, voids are formed so that God can fill you with more of himself. Sometimes when you're at your lowest, that's an opportunity for you to turn to God and present your void to God so that he might fill it. The great danger is you're trying to fill it with other things like overeating or some addiction here and there. You're trying to fill your life with these other th- substitutes when, which can never satisfy because only God can fill that void. And what you're meant to do when you're feeling low and, and empty and so forth is to open your heart to God and say, God, I need you. Please fill my void and, and he will. And so this void is essential for a miracle. It's awareness of our need, a desire for more of God's life and power. Jesus said, all who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled, praise God. So when you know your weakness and your need for God's help and for God's wisdom, you have a void and that's a first precondition for a miracle. And then you call out to God with all your heart for an answer. And so this is a deep humility. The opposite is self-sufficiency, complacency. It's good to be needy before God and then receive. And, uh, you know, sometimes people can hear the word of God a lot, but not receive much change in their life because there's not, that void isn't there. And so they are not really open for God to move in their life. And so, but if you will step out in faith, if you will obey God, if you will start purposing to love people, you'll quickly develop voids, because as you step out to do that thing that God's telling you to do, you'll certainly realize your weakness and your inability and you'll call on God to help you do that. It's interesting in the uh, creation story, by the way, just as an aside thought, is that in the first three days, basically, The first issue was being formless. And so God started forming by separating the land from the sea from the, the, the waters above and the waters below. He separated and he formed and he created the environment and then he filled the seas and the sky and the land with life, with living creatures. So it was formless and void and then he formed and then he filled. And that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants to form your life, and he wants to fill your life. And he does that with his word and his spirit. Praise God. So your voids are how receptive you are to a miracle. It's the empty space in you waiting to be filled. You know, it says those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You've got to wait on the Lord. You've got to say, Lord, I need you today. Fill me today. Those who wait on the Lord, who look to the Lord with an open heart, will receive that strength. So come before God, present your void to God. Look to him and he will fill your void. His spirit is actually hovering over that void, waiting to fill fill it. He wants to fill that void. And then God will speak his word into that void and you will receive that miracle you know we often want to cover our voids don't we we want to look strong we don't want to show weakness or need and it may not be right to expose your voids before people but it's always right to bring them to God in prayer and be weak before God in prayer and ask him to fill us you know and don't try and fill it with drinking and alcohol and you know drugs and TV or other distractions, you know, number one, ask God to fill that void, that empty place, and let yourself depend on God. You know, Paul even went so far in 2 Corinthians 12, he said that he rejoiced in the tribulations and those things that made him feel weak um, because they made him aware of his need for God. And in that condition, he called out to God and God's grace was sufficient. Praise God. God's grace was sufficient. He filled that void. So if you're just comfortable, I'm doing fine, you're basically telling God, you know, you don't need him. And so no void, no miracle. How can you grow a void? Well, I believe by fasting is one key way you can grow that spiritual void, because in that fasting, you have to turn to God for your strength. If you move out in faith, doing something that's beyond your natural ability to do, then that too is, uh, will create a void where you know that you need God. And once the void is there, the next key is that, you know, to know that only God can fill that void. There's a wonderful verse in the Psalms that says, Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. You see, when you hear the waterfalls of God's grace that's available to you, what God wants to pour into your life, from the depths of your heart, you call to the depths of God's supply. And as you call out for God to fill the voids, so it says then, the next verse is, that all your waves flow over me. And so to experience the waves of God's grace, we have to call out from the depths of our heart for God to fill us. That's how we were saved in the first place, wasn't it? We realized we were sinners, that we were lost. And then we called on the name of Jesus and he filled us, praise God. And so we see the first miracle uh, at creation as an example of this. And 2 Corinthians 4, 6 actually uh, says that this, this same kind of miracle happened when we received Christ, it says, The God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, that's the creation miracle, has done the same kind of miracle, he says, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So just the same way that God said, let there be light, God spoke into your heart and your life, let there be light. And if you had a receptive void in your heart, if you knew you needed God in your life, Then when God spoke that word to you, you received that word, and there was light. You were born again. Praise God. That's the miracle of the new birth. It only happens when you have that void, when you know that you need Christ as your Savior. Then you receive that word, and his Spirit, who has been hovering over you all your life, worked with the word and performed the miracle, and you were born again. Praise God. So God is working in your life by forming voids and then filling them with his life and energy. Uh, He is working, restructuring your life, forming you and then filling you. And so as voids come into your heart and your awareness of your need for God, then invite God to fill that void. Praise God. And then you will see God speak into that void and give you, fill you with himself. Hallelujah. And so um, you'll see, and examples of this is that miracles often happened to those who were in times of great need, because often it takes that for us. We're so stubborn. We think we can do it all ourselves, and it needs a crisis, an extremity before we suddenly realize we need to call on God uh, and so in our pride we can not acknowledge our need for God but it sometimes takes a crisis for us to to have that void that we're willing to surrender to God praise God well uh, 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 the classic example of this is in 2 Kings let's go there 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 2 2 Kings chapter 4 Let's read from verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, your, son, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Now we're about to see the oil miracle. And then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she had to create a void, you see. Um, She had a bit of oil left. Now she had to gather as many vessels as possible. The, The... empty vessels that can be filled with this oil, and, and this is the void. This is the capacity to receive a miracle is in the, de- in the degree of this void. And so it says, oh, he's only interested, set aside the full ones, just only empty vessels are able to receive this miracle. Verse 5, "'So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out.'" She started pouring out the little bit of oil into these vessels. "'Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, "'Bring me another vessel.' And he said to her, "'There is no other vessel.' And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, "'Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest.'" What a great miracle. What a great lesson it teaches us. Notice he, he says, borrow vessels from everywhere, empty vessels, as many as you can. In other words, create a big void. Because without, even though God's power was there to do a miracle, to multiply the oil, if there was no void to receive that oil, nothing would have been released. So God needs that void. So, to receive a miracle, she had to create a void. That's the empty vessels. The size of the miracle was determined by the size of the void because God filled whatever void she presented to Him. If she presented three jars, God would have filled three jars. If she presented 10 jars, God filled the 10 jars. So, the size of the miracle depended on the void. How much are you opening up to God and inviting Him to fill you? And so notice, when there was no more void left, when they had filled every vessel, then the miracle stopped. Because the God's miracle-working power can only work when there is a void. And so the, her void represented her capacity to receive a miracle. And the same is true for you. The void, by the way, does not create the miracle, it's the Spirit of God and the Word of God that creates the miracle, but the void, uh, but without the void, there can be no miracle. And I believe this this is very important. And so, in the same way, just realize that the oil represents the Holy Spirit, it represents God's supply to you. And if you will present just a little void to God, God will fill that much But the bigger your void is, the more you know you need God, then as you come to God in faith and receive His Word and His Spirit, He will fill that void. And so let, you know, the bigger the void, you are now uh, creating conditions for God to do something greater. Praise God. Don't just present one little jar to God. Open up all the jars in your heart, as it were, and receive the oil of the Holy Spirit to fill you, hallelujah, to overflowing. Praise God. And, and so, you know, there, there's um, another example in 2 Kings 3, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you will not see wind nor will you see rain, yet the valley will be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. So to receive this miracle, they had to dig ditches, they had to create voids, and then God filled those voids with the water that they needed. Praise God. Um, you know, it says that um, Jesus, there was no room at the inn, Do you remember, when Jesus was born? It says, they laid him in a manger, uh, probably in a cave, because there was no room for him in the inn. And and Jesus wants to comes to you, and he wants to be born in you. He wants to come into your place. And often we will say to him, sorry, there's no room. We're full. I'm full. I'm full with my own life. I'm full with my own things. There's no room for you, Jesus. Without a void, God respects your free will, you see. And if that's your attitude, then you block God from working in your life. And what can you imagine? That that place that turned Jesus away. They missed the glory of God. They could have had the Son of God born in their own place. And they missed the glory of God because there was no room for Him in the inn. And, and so... Presents your void to God. Hallelujah. Two, Two messages from this. God does his miracles, of course, through his word and through his spirit. So realize you need God. Stop trying to depend on yourself. Open your heart to God. And, you know, even the bad stuff in life that happens, that's not from God, but God will work it for good because it will create a void in you where you realize your weakness, you realize your need for God. When something that you have idolized in this world, whether it's a person or a thing or a, or a team that you support and, 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 the, and they fail, they let you down, yes, you don't enjoy that. But that is God saying, look, don't stop trying to fill that empty place with that thing, with that person, with that idol turn to me now, now that you have that void, turn to me and ask me to fill it. Ask me to comfort you in your grief. Ask me to strengthen you in your weakness and present that void to God. But also, it's not just your need that creates a miracle. It's your faith. In other words, God does the miracle through his word and his spirit. So the first thing is come in humility to God, present that need to God, but at the same time, you receive the miracle by receiving God's Word and God's Spirit. And receive the Word of God by faith. When God speaks to you, believe it, embrace it as your reality, and ask Him to fill you with His Spirit, to fill you with the oil of His Spirit. And so the two things needed for a miracle, really, from you is first of all to have that void don't be ashamed of presenting that void to god but at the same time have faith in god you have faith in his word have faith in His Spirit, that when you call upon Him to fill your void, to give you the wisdom, to give you the strength, He will fill you with His strength. He's promised to fill your void. He's promised to be El Shaddai to you. And if you put your trust in Him, present your weakness to Him, and put your trust in Him, your faith gives action to the power of God. And His Spirit, that oil, will fill those empty places and you will be filled with the grace of God. His grace is sufficient for you in your weaknesses, but you have to call on Him and ask Him to fill you. Let's, let's just do that right now. Come to Him, whatever weakness you're feeling right now. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's emotional. You know, maybe it's, it's some reality in your life that is not right in your body, in your finances, and, and you're aware of your weakness and your need. Lord, please fill me now. I open myself to you, Lord, to fill my void. I trust in your word. You said all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be healed, shall be delivered. I call on you now, Lord, to fill me to overflowing, fill my empty place. Your th- I thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.